This Cabo Wabo 250 betting picks edition of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL win totals contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Drivers, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Welcome in, everyone, to another episode of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He, as always, is Cody Zeeb. I am Rod Gomez. And we are back to Michigan for the Xfinity episode, of course, and the betting picks of the show. Michigan, the car birthplace of the world, I suppose. Well, I mean, not necessarily the birthplace, but the, the city most yeah. acquainted for, or the state Henry most acquainted Ford. for. Yeah, I mean, pretty yeah. much, right? I, I suppose, <laughs> right? Uh, what do they call it? The uh, uh, bedrock or, uh, man, words suck today, but yes, the cradle. <laughs> words are hard. It's It's okay. <laughs> I mean, we only do this professionally. I don't know what uh, the... Know. <laughs> I've been told that anybody can do this, which is, you know, exactly why I think that uh, people think that is because when you stumble over every word, can't get anything out, they're like, oh, I could talk better than that. You can. Yeah, Please do. Until you're on this side of the microphone. <laughs> uh, but yes, Cody, we are back with Xfinity Picks. Uh, we did the Cup Show yesterday, so give that a listen if you haven't already. Um Pretty interesting uh, as far as the, the Xfinity race is concerned. Not a lot of crossover names, and yet there are a couple of big hitters in this lineup this week in Michigan. So, uh, I mean, this obviously factored into our, our betting process, as I can tell. But, uh, I mean, as we've seen so far this season, it's not always cut and dry when these cup guys come back down. Yeah, it seems like especially in the Xfinity series, not always just going to be a runaway for the cup series. Guys... Um, but we've definitely got some to bet on or against some of them. Uh, Ty Gibbs is going to be back in the number 19 car. He has already made five starts in the Xfinity Series this year. Just a reminder, drivers in their first three series in the Cups, in the Cups, the first three seasons in the Cup Series don't have the five race limit. So he is allowed to race, I believe, as many races as he wants to. So uh obviously not allowed to compete for points but that's why he is still running more races even though he has hit his five uh aj allmendinger back in the number 10 car this week um and uh carson hosevar is in the 77 car uh i think that pretty much completes it rod 
Yeah, like I said, not a whole extensive list. I mean, obviously because, you know, a lot of the, the cup drivers, uh, they, they haven't ventured down a whole lot this year anyways, uh, unless it's been a specialty race like a road course or, or something like a, a track they want to get an edge up on. So haven't seen a lot of that with some of the bigger names. Uh, but again, I mean, now that as these drivers are starting to gear into the, toward the playoffs, I don't think they want to take their attention off of the Cup Series ride for the most part. I mean, I'm sure we'll see a couple dip downs until the playoff start for Xfinity, which in fact, we're getting closer to that as well, too. Yeah, we've got, I think, six races left. There's the most, more Xfinity races than any of the other series. So yeah, we've got Michigan, Indy Road Course, Watkins Glen, Daytona, Darlington, and Kansas is actually the, the regular season finale. So six races left for the Xfinity series, guys. Um, 12 drivers make it in. Right now, uh, number 11 is sitting in 10th place. He's got a 74-point cushion. Then it's Sheldon Creed, 22 points to the good. Riley Herbst, 25 to the good. Kligerman, 22 to the bad. Brandon Jones, 61 to the bad. That's basically your cut line there. So could have some surprise winners. Uh, one of these guys under the cut line is actually going to be one of my picks to win this race. And it might be kind of a shock to you, but we've got Daytona in that mix. Some road courses in that mix. So as we saw, you know, getting a new winner last week at Road America, guy like Sage Karam almost won. Now he wouldn't have obviously gotten the playoffs with that, but if one of these other other guys does, uh, can shake things up. So there is a uh, is plenty of shaking and moving left to do in this uh, what six six races left here in the in the Xfinity series. And we say it every time anyways, there's always a possibility for anybody to win on any given day. Uh, I mean, I know the the saying is prevalent to football, but it, it counts in NASCAR too. It's any given Sunday or any given Saturday, even no matter what series you're running, or in some cases every, every Friday, there's an opportunity for somebody else to win. I mean, NASCAR is uh, unlike football and where... You know, you, you pretty much know who's going to win when they set on the field. Now, of course, there are upsets, of course, but there's 36 people on that track, and each individual has the opportunity to win versus one team versus the other. So um, any number of things can go crazy on this two-mile track. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, listen, I still think that it's going to be a, a – more or less predictable race as far as what we are going to see. I don't know that we're in for too much chaos this week, but I could be wrong. Yeah, as you get into your bets, it's going to be a lot of the guys we talk about on a week-to-week -week basis. Not going to be as many things we expect to be different. Should be fairly straightforward. Pretty far into the Xfinity Series now. Season, and while there's been a lot of parity at the top, it's been pretty top-heavy, and we kind of know who the, the main players on a week-to-week -week basis are. Might be a surprise or two. Obviously, there's a couple of cup guys in the field. A truck series guy coming up in Carson Hosovar, who's it's a spire entry, but it's basically a fifth JRM car. So it, it comes into play. His odds are he's only 12 to 1 to win. So he's not uh, super far down the list, and they think he can he can have a pretty decent day for sure. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be pretty straightforward, but I found, found some really good bets we like this week. Um, I'm pretty excited to bet on this one. I'm very excited to bet on this one, and we'll get to those in a second, but I want to tell you about our Patreon. We had just launched a brand new Patreon, the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. It is perfect for the diehard DGEN. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including the NFL Win Totals Contest with a $1,000 first prize, plus a monthly SGP Stories Podcast. That's an ad-free, uncensored show highlighting the best stories from decades of being DGENs. Plus, there's even a Discord channel just for the patrons. 
Sports Gambling Podcast has and always will give out all of their picks for free, but the Patreon is a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon is where you can find all of the information for that. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. We talked about, or you did anyways, you brought up the fact that there's been uh, a lot of predictability at the top and and a lot of what we talk about is some of the same drivers from a week-to-week basis. And listen, if you are relatively new listening to this show and you've only been listening for a few episodes and you do hear us bring up a lot of the same names, like Cody said, there's a lot of reasons for that. One, those are the guys that are normally up top. I mean, it's it's hard not it's hard to ignore those guys when they're constantly top five, top ten, constantly winning, right? That that's first and foremost, it's hard to ignore them and and not talk about them on a week-to-week basis. But also, the books pretty much steer us in that direction. They offer almost the same people week after week after week after week. So it's up to us to find the right combination of where to put those those names with the finishing position, with the head-to-head, with the group matchups. So I know that it may seem like it's like, oh, well, you guys always talk about uh, junior motorsport drivers. You guys always talk about this guy. Well, I mean, again, it's kind of difficult when... It's a betting show. We have to give you bets, and that's what the books are giving us. So um, we try to get creative with it. Yeah, exactly. That's just how it works. There's ebbs and flows, right? There's going to be guys we're on multiple times in a row. We start to see patterns. We're going to continue betting certain guys. We're going to see patterns. We're going to stop betting. You know, stop betting on certain guys. Riley Herbst. If you listen to the first half of the season, (laughs) I think probably the first ten races in a row we gave him out of the top five, plus two, plus three hundred, hit it four or five different times. Uh, we kind of got away from that a little bit because things have been rough. He's starting to come back a little now. Will he be on the show this week? Will he not? You have to stay tuned to find out. But it's just there's going to be ebbs and flows. Last year, Denny Hamlin, the prime example, we faded him so hard early in the season, bet against him every week, and he started to win, and we stopped, and then we made money on him winning. And it's just you got to find things, and as they ebb, as they flow, you, you find trends, you find different uh, – I mean – you go back to last week on the Cup Series show, right? And we bet on multiple Stuart Haas drivers to do well. Again, TV very, very surprised. They were completely shocked. But Stuart Haas did well. You listen this week. Now Kevin Harvick is the is the outlier, of course. But we had some bets fading Stuart Haas, guys, because we don't expect him to be good at this, this type of track. So it does continue to ebb and flow. Um, Rod, I did have one big story I wanted to talk about when it comes to the Xfinity Series. We haven't had a chance to touch on this just yet. Um, but TV deal for Xfinity Series is done. Uh, Craftsman Trucks, NASCAR Cup Series, not done yet. But uh, Xfinity going to be all on its own. A seven-year deal starting in 2025. Again, the NBC and Fox contracts run next year as well. So 2024 will still be the same as it's been these past years where Fox is the first half, NBC is the second half, FS or you know Fox slash FS1 for the trucks all season. Uh, But a seven-year deal from 2025 to 2031. All Xfinity Series races are going to be broadcast on TV on the CW, which uh, maybe you've got... uh, Your your daughters might be old enough to watch some CW TV shows, but uh, not a a channel I land on often. I will say that. They did a great job with the 100 Days to Indy uh, this year. That was a great show. Uh, I really like that. Some of the main... uh, parts of this though is nascar is actually going to be the one doing the production nascar just built i think like a 30 million dollar production facility right there in charlotte 
Um, likely you're going to see them broadcasting. You may or may not know this. The truck series races, most of the time, not broadcast from the track. They're broadcast from a studio. They're doing that with a lot of baseball games now, even some football games. Kind of once COVID hit and they started to do that, they realized they could save a lot of money doing that. So, um, so but NASCAR is going to be in charge of the production, uh, which I think is really a good thing. NASCAR has uh, done a good job with things they've produced over the years, uh, and I think that this will be great. We don't know how it'll work. Do they take existing TV guys? You know, if if NBC is already covering the the Cup Series race that weekend, do they have the NBC guys in the booth? We don't know word on that. If Alan Beswick is not the top guy on their list, they're wrong. Need to bring him in to call all these races. But it will be interesting to see. CW is an over-the-air TV, so you can get your get your bunny ears, put them up on top of your TV, and uh, and get the uh, get get the CW. You can watch on the app for free, so you don't have to have cable to watch Xfinity. Um, and, and this will be putting Xfinity, which could go either way, right? Because if if NBC and Fox aren't as invested in NBC or in Xfinity, maybe they won't talk about it as much. But it'll be the same place every week. You know where to find practice. You know where to find qualifying. It's not, is this on USA? Is it on NBC? Is it on NBC Sports? Is it on whatever? It's always going to be on the CW. So, uh, But yeah, this is a, a first big step for the, the NASCAR TV broadcast, right? It's in the Xfinity series. First one to fall. I'm excited about this uh, for a couple of reasons. One, because like you said, I mean, it's it's easy to figure out where it's going to be at. And the potential, and we talked about this on Twitter a little bit as well. Uh, I'm sorry, on X. Uh, we talked about it while we were on X uh, a little bit. And I'll, I'll tell you right now that the the potential for the younger viewers, because listen, I, I still watch the CW because they've got the great DC shows. They've got Flash. They had uh, Arrow, like all those good television shows my wife watches uh the the nancy drew or um when i think sabrina was on that for a little bit i don't know but oh riverdale that's another one too that that she watches uh on that so i mean we are frequent viewers of the cw i have been for a long time ever since they were wb and uh what was the other one that that merged with that to become the cw um i don't remember but it doesn't matter all i'm saying is that the potential for the younger viewers i think to just stumble upon it is is there is any of it going to catch? I don't know. Maybe not. But I think the fact that it is over the air is appealing as well because that means a lot of the cable cutters can watch this without necessarily having to get. Or, you know, maybe they took a break because they could, didn't have cable anymore and they're like, I can't watch races. Now they can come back and watch at least Xfinity for this matter. And I know that when races are on Fox, right, obviously it's much easier for people to watch too because it's on an over-the-air channel, when they start putting it on FS1, when they start putting it on FS2. And another thing, too, when you air it on the the network stations like CW, like Fox, like whatever, there's none of this bleeding into and, and moving cup races or Xfinity races back because a lot of times when a, another sporting event is running long, right, you get this already-in-progress type thing it doesn't happen so much with, with NASCAR as it does other sports, but nothing frustrates me more than when I set my DVR for a specific sport to start, right? And I get five hours worth of the sport before it, whatever it is. And and they're like, if you want to catch the beginning of so-and-so, switch to FS2. I'm like, I did not record FS2. So, yeah, 
that doesn't happen when you do it over the bra- over the air. And I think, like I said, the potential for just just the ease of viewing on the CW, in my opinion, is going to be a great uh, feather in the cap of NASCAR. And I applaud them for making this move. If it works, great. If it doesn't, I'm sure they'll find something else because they're smart people. Maybe they start their own network. And they just do it themselves. Seven-year deal, so it better work. I hope it works. (laughs) No, I think it'll be just fine. And yeah, I think that uh, that you know, with the day and age we are, where it's a lot of the cord cutting and stuff, it'll make it easy. There was a lot of talk as they kind of negotiations start, a lot of speculation. Like Xfinity would be the series they would use to try out the streaming, right? And and all the old people were freaking out about how do you stream things and and all of that. So at least they don't have to worry about that. But I think it's a good deal. I think it's a good start for NASCAR. Obviously, we've seen the TV numbers here lately. They have been hitting it out of the park. It's been record numbers on NBC almost every week for these races. Um, and so hopefully that continues through the rest of the season. I know football's coming. I know we're all excited. Thursday, the little Thursday night Hall of Fame game. By the way, go check out my article, sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Got some best bets and trends for you on that. Real quick hitter, but some good information in there. Uh, shameless little plug there. But uh, don't, don't give up on us just because football's coming. Get multiple screens like a, a normal American and watch both. Uh, and breaking news, the CW has reached out to me in order to be part of the... I'm just kidding. They oh, hey, They shit. did not. That would be... What, oh, my God. If I open <laughs> oh, my email... I would email, love it. That would be great for you. Uh, I'd be still do the show. on this show and Oh, I'd CW still do the calls, show. Are but... you kidding me? Hell yeah. That'd be <laughs> amazing. Um, all right. Well, then let's do the reason for this show and let's give out some bets. But before we do, let's tell you about Underdog Fantasy because we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. NFL season's right around the corner. Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of NFL player props, and it's available in a ton of markets as well. Plus, there's plenty of opportunities to win in their daily MLB contest. And as we know, NASCAR Pick'em. Make sure to get in on that. And then, of course, make sure to enter Best Ball Mania 4, where first place gets $3 million. Head over to underdogfantasy.com. Use the promo code SGPN for a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. I don't know that I'd be able to keep my composure if I were to open an email that was to say, Rod, we're big fans. This is this is NASCAR. We're, we're moving to the CW. We would love for you to be part of the, the analysis team uh, in the booth, we we know you don't have to move anywhere because we're doing it remote. So uh, go at it. Woo! Alan Beswick and Rod Via Gomez calling the races. Oh, buddy! Boy, I don't know. About I'd that. be recording those and just listening to them on a loop all day. <laughs> oh man, what a dream come true that would be! But uh, alas, I'm still living out a dream right here with you, Cody, doing this for uh, for the folks out there. So let's uh, let's queue up what they're here to listen for, and that's picks. Or this oh, Cabo Wabo some, 250. Some breaking news Uh-oh. from NASCAR's Twitter. Oops, hold on. Let me pull it up here. From NASCAR's it is X. official, Rod. The number seven car of Corey LaJoy is locked in. They've announced a multi-year uh, deal. He is officially signed that extension. So Corey LaJoy, Spire Motorsports, not going anywhere anytime soon. Good for them. Makes me both happy and sad. Love that he's sticking around, obviously. I wish he was going to a better ride, but you know that Andretti partnership happens. Who knows? Maybe they, uh, maybe it's the junior partnership. Maybe that that's what does it. Somehow get that team better. I'd love to see it. But now for what everybody's here for, Rod, let's get into the bets. I'm going to start off. I am going to fade one of these uh, regular 
Cup Series guys that's coming down into the Xfinity Series. This might be a little shocking, but I'm actually going to take Carson Hosovar over AJ Allmendinger, plus 105 over on Superbook. On the surface, this one's a little sketchy, and it's like, why not take AJ Allmendinger? It's he's only minus 130, which really isn't a lot for for a Cup Series regular and a star, right? Um, but like I mentioned before, Carson Hosovar is in basically a fifth JRM car. Those cars were prepared from JRM. They use, you know, they've got Hendrick resources at Spire. They've got the JRM resources, and the that car has run pretty good. Hosovar's had a couple of good finishes: eighth place at Charlotte, a sixth place at Darlington in this car, um, and he is on freaking fire lately, Rod. He has been tearing it up in the truck series. Uh, he won, obviously, Richmond last week, cashed our bet for us. He won at Nashville. He was fourth at Charlotte. Uh, the last five oval races in the truck series, he's been inside of the top four in all five of them. He is on fire. His name is swirling in all the rumors right now. The 77 cup car, the 31 cup car, going to, to JRM to you know fill in in that eight car as being abandoned by Barry. The nine car with Jones, the future is uncertain. Uh, there is a lot of rumors with Hosovar likely won't be just in the truck series next year. He's going to be Xfinity. Maybe he goes straight to Cup. I think he's going to be out to prove things. By the way, keeping in theme my uh, with how I've been betting so far this week, he's also a Michigan kid. Obviously, if you listened yesterday on the Cup Series picks, on Brad Keselowski, on Eric Jones in different ways. This is how I'm getting in on another Michigan kid at home in front of the home crowd. Just has all the momentum in the world behind him. Listen to him on Door Bumper Clear this week, and he's he talked about how much he has changed recently and how his mindset's changed, right? He used to be kind of reckless. He used to, the way he said it, he used to think he had to win every week or it was a failure, and he's realized that's not the case. I think that that is a positive for him. For A.J. Allmendinger, he's just off his game right now, chasing trophies, right? He gives up practice and qualifying in the Cup Series. Fuck making the playoffs in the NASCAR Cup Series. I'm going to go win and kill everybody at Roto. Just kidding. He sucked absolute asshole at Road America. Didn't do any good. Gets taken out in a wreck late. Doesn't get a good finish. Things have just been off for him. Um, he was third at Atlanta, but his last five races in the Cup Series before that, he's been 17th or worse. Things have not been going good for him. He did win uh, in his only other Xfinity or his only oval Xfinity start at Nashville earlier this season. So I will caution you on that part. He was seventh here last year, though, so not the greatest performance for the guy that was on his way to winning the regular season title. He was having a hell of a season. Only a seventh-place run was a little bit disappointing. Uh, I know this 10 car has been pretty good this year. I'm just kind of out on AJ right now. You, you know how AJ gets with his attitude. We talked about this on the recap. Like, does this guy, could he have any more problems inside of the car? It's always something, right? Couldn't shut the car off this past week because he was having electrical issues during the, you know, the non-live pit stops. Uh, the, uh, the fire suit, you know, the cool suit doesn't work. The power steering doesn't work. Uh, he's driving on three tires. It, there's always something going on with AJ Dinger, And a lot of times he recovers and has a decent finish, but Hosovar is on fire right now. He's been cashing bets for us lately, so... Give me Carson Hosovar over AJ Allmendinger. Pull the upset, plus 105 over on Superbook. I have thoughts. I'll get to those about AJ in a minute, uh, or at least in several minutes. We'll get there. Uh, don't worry about it. But I will say that everything you said is true about him, and I, and I certainly agree with you on all of that. 
But like I said, I have my own thoughts on that later on. Carson Osvar, I can't argue with the guy, and I'll make another case for him later as well. Uh, but I will start my bets with Justin Allgaier. Jesus Christ, Rod. If if Listen, if I got sponsored by Justin Allgaier on this show, I'd be a rich man because that guy's name comes out of my mouth every single week. Uh, but listen, it's because for good reason. Like I said, he, more often than not, is cashing bets for us this season. It is tough because, uh, obviously, we put a lot of faith in, in last week, and last week we got crushed, but that's all right. We'll, we'll make it up this week. Allgaier, top three car. Whoa, whoa, Cody. Don't don't fucking remind me, Rob. I I'm not I'm not I'm not. <laughs> don't re- get me started on NASCAR and their <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> not reliving ne- last week. Uh, we're moving on to Michigan. Justin Allgaier, top three plus one sixty over on Caesars. This, my friends, is almost about as a lock as I can give you uh, for this on this track. Uh, Justin Allgaier has been just lights out as far as where he's finished. Uh, he did finish. Let's see. Uh, Justin Allgaier has a uh, uh, top. Okay, this is where I get a little bit pissed off because my my. Uh, <laughs> I'm so mad at myself. I have these all lined up for me, and then it's not there. Uh, Justin Allgaier, here we go. Uh, Eleven starts on this track. Three top five finishes. Seven top ten finishes on Michigan. Last year, he finished second in this race, and then a sixth-place finish and a fifth-place finish on this track as well. So Justin Allgaier was behind Ty Gibbs last year on this race for the win. Allgaier led 17 total laps around the track, so uh, again, he was up front for most of the day. Allgaier, in his sixth-place finish, led nine laps in this race uh, as well. Again, Allgaier, just a fantastic driver on this track as far as this season it has been a couple of rough weeks for justin allgaier and we've documented that as far as uh last week in road america led 42 laps had all the fixings of being the winner of that race does not win that race last two weeks ago pocono started ninth finished 23rd led eight laps so in that which was fantastic but not good at all we talk about comparable tracks, right? These big, these big two-mile tracks. Uh, in Fontana, he actually finished third place. So um, on another two-mile track, had a third-place finish this year as well. So, like we said, Justin Allgaier, those JRM cars, very, very fast, very, very good. He's been the class of them this season, and I think a top-three finish is well within the realm of possibility. And he's pissed off after last week, too. He's going to want to come out swinging uh, to try to get some momentum heading into the playoffs. So I think uh, you're going to see him around the front. He's definitely going to finish inside the top three. And uh, we talk about a little bit later what else he could do on this track. But I think top three finish is a good place to start. Plus 160 for Justin Allgaier. Rod having a Justin Allgaier bet. Just two things that that go in hand every week. Set your, I also set your have a Justin Allgaier bet. Sadly, we missed out on that massive just ladder of bets. and crushing everything last week that we should have hit thanks again nascar for your stupid timed yellow but i'm going to take justin allgaier top chevrolet in this race plus 300 over on caesars um this is a good way if you think that like i generally do most weeks if you listen to this show if you think toyota is probably going to win this race but you got ty gibbs you got john hunter Nemechek. those will be the two best cars the two fastest cars on the track we'll talk about that more in a little bit if you think they win this is a great way to get in on Justin Allgaier 
at plus money still. Biggest competition he has. Josh Berry is actually the only car listed above him. I don't know if you've watched Josh Berry lately. He held on for a decent finish last week at Road America, but things have not been going well for that number eight car. Go back to Pocono. He was super fast. So could he be super fast? Could he have a great race here? Wouldn't be surprised. No, but he's not been able to finish races. Um, Austin Hill, that's always a threat for Top Chevrolet, right? He's, he, he's going to be the one that's, that threatens me the most with Justin Allgaier here. AJ Allmendinger, yeah, even the books have him at 550 to be the, the Top Chevrolet. They're not sold on him being the Top Chevrolet. Carson Hosovar, I do like that, but uh, then it's Chandler Smith. I'm not too worried about Sam Mayer. Brandon Jones, I'll make a case in a bit, but probably not. Sheldon Creed. So really, uh, Justin Allgaier is definitely the guy that sticks out the most. Austin Hill's the one who scares me the most, but at three to one to be the best finishing Chevrolet, this gives you some room in case the Toyotas are fast, right? Which is, uh, as I do most weeks, I think will be the case. John Hunter proves week in and week out he's the fastest car. Uh, Ty Gibbs is going to be very fast, like he always is. Sammy Smith could be fast, but this gives you the opportunity to hit a good plus money bet on Justin Allgaier. All he has to do is beat the other Chevrolets. So top Chevy over on Caesars, plus 300 for Justin Allgaier. So, you know, in the Cup Series, when we said that Ford's had a stranglehold on this track, it's funny because Chevy and Toyota have been the dominant manufacturers on this track. The last Ford to win... That's not fair, Rod. I know. Ford's in the field. I know. 2011 was the last time a Ford won on this track in the Xfinity Series. As dominant as that Penske Ford car was when they ran in the Xfinity Series, that is kind of surprising that it's been that long. Yeah. Uh, In general... And really, I mean, Stuart Austin has had some pretty dominant Fords over the years, too, uh, with Briscoe and, and Custer back well, when Custer was dominant before and and some of these other guys. But, yeah, that is uh, Ford has generally had the weaker end of things in the Xfinity series, but still is a little surprising. It's been that long. Yeah. You want to know? You want to take a guess on who the, the Ford was in 2011 that won? 2011? 2011 Xfinity series. Well, it wasn't Xfinity. Uh, I'm going to go then. with probably a Roush, Roush Ford, right? Number 60. Greg Biffle. Uh, no, but you were close. It was Carl Edwards. Oh, real close. <laughs> same same guys. Same, same basic guys. Yeah, exactly. So I just know that Greg Biffle won a lot of fucking races at Michigan. He so. did, too. He did. <laughs> but not. he didn't win any Xfinity races. That's... No Xfinity? Okay, he won them all in the Cup Series. Yeah. He yeah. killed it at Michigan in the Cup Series. You know, you look back at the winners of this, and I, I'll digress before my next bet. You had Ty Gibbs, A.J. Allmendinger, Reddick, Austin Dillon, Hamlin, Suarez, Kyle Busch, Paul Menard, even Regan wow. Smith. Until, well, even Paul Menard, those are all Cup Series, like all Cup Series guys. That's even what I'm Paul saying. Menard was in the Cup Series a long time. Yeah. Regan Smith has had a few cups of coffee in the in the Cup Series. So Dang. I'm just saying, like it's it's crazy pretty, to look back at the names. List. Yeah, it is a very <laughs> loaded list. Even yeah. going back as far as a couple of years, so uh, crazy. Uh, all right, my next bet is Austin Hill as a top five car at plus oh. one fifteen. <laughs> How did I miss you had this one? Oh, I, did we I have uh, this one too? Ah, well, <laughs> you know what? I'd fuck it. We're keeping it. Double We're down on this on one. This bet. Yeah. Go ahead, Rod. I'll let you make the case. Well, thank you. Uh, yeah, Austin Hill is a top five car. Uh, he was last year in this race. Started 16th, finished fifth. But what speaks even louder than that are his last, well, let's go back all the way till, uh, I don't know, Dover. Dover, fourth place. Darlington, fourth place. Charlotte, fourth place. Portland, fifth place. Sonoma, eighth place. That's a road course. We'll give them a little more credit. We'll give them a two-place, a three-place bump on a road course because we had, what, Suarez in that race and uh, a couple other folks in there. Nashville, fourth. Chicago, fifth. Uh, That one counts because it it, it explains my narrative. Uh, Atlanta, 12th. But the last three races, 
Loudon third, Pocono he won, Elkhart Lake third. The guy has had 12 top five finishes in 20 starts this season. That means only eight times has he finished outside of the top five. Where did he finish in Fontana? Well, he started on the pole, finished sixth, just one place outside of the top five. But he has won four races this season. This dude has been Mr. Consistency. His average finish this year, 7.5. I mean, again, on a track that he started 16th, finished 5th last season. Uh, he actually even led a lot in that race, just for good measure. But uh, Austin Hill, I, I cannot believe that we're going to get plus 115 for a top 5. When top 5s are a little difficult, they're priced a little bit uh, weaker than than I feel like they should be. So Austin Hill is a top five car sitting out there in plus money land. Give that to me all day long. So yeah, Rod beat me to the document on this one as well. I'm just hey, behind this week. I'm telling you right now, Cody, it is a race to the document. We have begun now <laughs> the arms race when it comes to the document. We, I, I've noticed that lately. It is, it is. And Rod beat me to this one, unfortunately. So he got this, <laughs> but I didn't even realize as I was putting mine in that you had this. So I logged it as one of my bets. I'm not going to change it because... Austin Hill at plus money to get a top five, 12 of 20 races this season, Rod. I rest my case. Like, if you've listened to the show for more than five seconds, you know this is an auto bet. They're still giving it to us at plus money. He did it here last year. Um, you go back to California, the most comparable track to this. He finished sixth there, one spot outside. Um, not many intermediate tracks we've run this year, but sixth place at California, one at Las Vegas, fourth at Charlotte. That's all pretty damn close to being inside the top five. So uh, 12 in 20 races. He's now the, the regular season points leader. He's coming off of uh, winning a couple weeks ago at Pocono, the most recent intermediate track we had, if you want to throw that in there too. Uh, Austin Hill, top five, doesn't get much more automatic than that. So I'll stick with you and, uh, and back this as a, a double lock on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Double lock on the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. Well, since you backed that up, should I allow you to do your next bet or do I launch into mine? I think I'm confused it's your, it's your on the issue. Now. I'm confused. Is it my turn again? <laughs> we don't usually give out the same <laughs> We really That's don't. That's how good this one is. It really we is. We got to both give it out. So yeah. I think it's your turn. Okay. Uh, well, I'm lost anyways. <laughs> I've been jumping all over the documents, so I don't even know where the hell I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> this is a free form Wednesday, but I love it. This is this is fun. Uh, fine, okay. Uh, I will I will ride along on your Carson Hosevar uh, narrative, and you laid out the perfect case for Carson Hosevar. You you're going to take him over AJ Allmendinger again. I can see that bet. I'll take Carson Hosevar over Chandler Smith, and I hate to dump on Chandler Smith. I really honestly do. Uh, but unfortunately, when three of your last finishes have been twentieth or worst. That's tough, especially when you started on the pole for like Atlanta uh, at Loudon. You started on the pole. I mean, he finished second in Loudon. That's fan. I mean, that's fine and all, but it just it's tough because Chandler Smith has run on on hard times. He started out pretty well, right at twelfth at Daytona, which you know for Super Speedway for a, a young kid, that's that's not bad. Then he then ripped off uh, three straight top five finishes between Fontana and Phoenix, uh, where he finished fourth in Fontana third in Vegas, fifth in Phoenix. Rough time in Atlanta. He had a rear gear problem, finished 28th, bounced back for a 12th place at Austin, one at Richmond. But then it's just been a little bit back and forth. 10th at Martinsville, 25th at Talladega, 13th at Dover, 36th at Darlington, 13th at Charlotte, 9th at Portland, fun, 14th at Sonoma, cool, Nashville, 12th, um, 8th at Chicago, but then 20th, like I said, in Atlanta, 2nd at Loudoun, 20th at Pocono, 
Elkhart Lake is 32nd or 37th rather at Road America. It's just Chandler Smith and that colleague team. Uh, oh, I didn't realize that both we're taking both the colleagues <laughs> arson over both colleague cars. Uh, but again, well, over two of them. And if if they gave it on the third op guy, oh, you, I'd definitely be hitting that because fuck that guy. <laughs> but yeah, so again, like like Cody had, had pointed to earlier, like the colleague cars both had trouble last week at Road America, and and it really kind of highlighted the struggles they've been having lately. So again, I think Chandler Smith. He even if he does finish somewhere inside the top ten, I think Carson Hosevar is on a better roll. Cody laid out exactly why Carson Hosevar is on a good roll, so I'm gonna I'm gonna take him over Chandler. I think it's easier for Hosevar to get over Chandler than it is for AJ, and, and I'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah, I again I, I love Hosevar, uh, and so I think this is a good bet as well. And and just yeah, haven't really seen it from uh, from Chandler lately. All right, Rod, I've given out three bets. They've all been on Chevrolets. Shocking to many if you listen to the Xfinity episode often. Now I'm going to get to the Toyota portion of the of the show where I like to generally stay. John Hunter Nemechek, top three finish, plus 125. Been a rough couple of weeks for John Hunter. Last week at Road America, he was 34th. The week before at Pocono, 32nd. He had a massive points lead. He's now lost that points lead and sits second to... Um, to Austin Hill, but it was a road course and it was a triangle shaped track, the tricky triangle at that. Before that, he won two races in a row. And before that, he had two second place finishes in a row. So the last four more normal tracks that we've been on rather than than uh, the the you know road course and the, the triangle, um, John Hunter has been fast. He's been the fastest car in the entire series week in and week out. It's not been any question. And he's going to be back on top this week. He won at California Auto Club, the most uh, comparable track to this one. He led 49 laps that day. He was second place at Charlotte, sixth place at Las Vegas. John Hernimacek will be one of the best cars in this race. He will finish easily in the top three, plus 125 over on Caesars. I love this one. As do I. Uh, I was off John Hunt and Nemechek for a couple of weeks, but uh, really, and, and and obviously deservedly so, because he definitely had his struggles uh, over the course of the last couple of weeks. But I think he's primed for a bounce back. You know, that's what happens a lot of times when these drivers go through some of these dry spells is they'll bounce back. Um, however, we do see them not bounce back, which is why we kind of keep fading some at some points. But John Hunter Nemechek is one of those drivers where you can't keep him down very long. So I'm with you on that one. Um, all right. My next one is going to be uh, Josh Berry. I'm going to take Josh Berry in a bet this week. And I'm going to do this over, and I might be surprising everybody, but Cole Custer. We talked about how Fords are not necessarily known for their speed around this Michigan uh, International Speedway in the Xfinity Series. And... That's going to hold uh, hold serve as well here. I'll tell you right now that we talk about uh, uh, people bouncing back from bad finishes on this uh, in this series. Well, Josh Berry finally bounced back a little bit. I say a little bit after a really rough stretch between Chicago and Pocono. He did find his way to a sixth-place finish uh, last week in Road America, but I'm telling you right now, that one was a very... Very contentious one. Obviously, he didn't really have the car most of the the day, but uh, he he managed to find his way to sixth place, which could breathe a little bit of life, especially on this two mile expansive track that is Michigan. For Cole Custer, 
Look, we had high hopes for him. He delivered a little bit between Richmond and what? Atlanta, where he ripped off a solid string of top five finishes. And in most cases, top three finishes with a couple of wins sprinkled in there. But since the second trip to Atlanta, where he finished third, it's been three races in a row in which he's finished 22nd or worse. 22nd at Loudoun, 33rd at Pocono. Started in second place last week at Road America, but we all know the fate that he suffered. 30th place after 41 laps, just did not find it there. Again, it wasn't. it's not like uh, Josh Berry has had all the greatest of luck either. He finished fifth in Nashville. That was fine. Uh, he did finish fifth at California earlier in the season, so we'll count that too. But Chicago 23rd, Atlanta 19th, Loudoun 17th, Pocono 24th, before bouncing back for that sixth-place finish uh, over there in uh, in Road America. so But for Josh Berry, he's been on this track a total of twice uh, in his career as a JRM driver. He's got a fourth-place finish and a sixth-place finish in that span. So, again, a couple of top-five finishes for him, which leads me to believe that if we're going to think JRM is fast again, then we're going to go ahead and give him the nod. Cole Custer has three career starts on this track, a 10th-place finish, a third-place finish, and a 12th-place finish. So only once, really, has Cole Custer out, actually never has Cole Custer out finished him because they've only been on this track, they've never been on this track together. Got to get my ears straight. But uh, yeah, a 10th place, a third place, and a 12th place for Cole Custer. Um, Again, for for, uh, Josh Berry, fourth place and a sixth place. In fact, uh, Barry led 24 laps in 2021, three in 2022. He's fast around this track. I think he's going to be faster than Cole Custer again. This is at minus 130 over on Superbook. Oh, that's a tough one. I don't trust either of these guys. I don't know if I can trust Josh Barry enough to lay a minus 130. You did make a very solid case. You almost talked me into it, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know which way to go on that. So best of luck to you is all I have to say. <laughs> I'm taking another page out of your book. Did this on the Cup Series uh, show as well. I'm going to take winning car number over 16 and a half. This is only minus 115 over at Caesars Rod. The way that I look at this, this is basically does Joe Gibbs win or does JRM win, right? Because most of the JRM numbers, actually, I think all of them are underneath 16.5, and all of the JGR numbers are over 16.5. Surprise which way I'm going to go but I'm going to go with over 16.5. Rod, this gives me all three Joe Gibbs cars. Sammy Smith, fast enough on any given week to win. He just has to put it together. Ty Gibbs, we'll be talking about him more in a minute. John Ernie you know how much I love him. That alone makes me want to take this bet, but I also get Austin Hill, who we know can win any given week. He's going to be racing in the Cup Series this week as well, so that's pretty exciting. Um... Carson Hosevar is included on this. Riley Herbst is included on this. Guys that that are longer shots but can win. That's kind of the extent of it, but really, it's those four drivers you're getting. Sammy Smith, Ty Gibbs, John Harnemacek, Austin Hill. Absolutely love that bet. Why is Ross Chastain listed on the NASCAR app as the driver of the 10 car now? I'm seeing AJ Allmendinger on the entry list. Uh, unless that changed, too. let's see. Let's. Uh, why don't you look into that while I keep talking? Yeah, keep talking. I'll look because that's that. changed from when I recently looked at it. That would be an interesting driver change there, and would affect obviously some of our bets. But uh, so obviously underneath of this number, you got Chandler Smith, number eleven. He's not going to win anyways. The number ten car, whether it's Chastain or Allmendinger, 
Uh, Brandon Jones is under this. Josh Berry, Justin Allgaier, all guys that can win. Creed, Mayer, maybe, Custer. But, again, it's those guys over 16.5 that Sammy Smith, Ty Gibbs, John Arnemichek, Austin Hill, just a sweet spot. Absolutely love that. So give me winning car number over 16 and a half, minus 115 over on Caesars. So on the NASCAR website, it is the number 10, Ross Chastain. So that is very interesting that that happens. Um, the books are offering AJ. So we'll roll with AJ right now because... That affects a lot of our yeah, bets like if that's the, the case. The entry list that, that Bob had tweeted out here earlier this week had uh, AJ listed uh, as the entry. So yeah, I'll let you get to your next bet as I continue to look into this. Please do, more. because that's a little bit concerning. Uh, and, and again, the books are offering AJ, which is why we consider it to be AJ. In fact, yeah, look into that. See if the books are still offering AJ given the, what we see. All right. Uh, well, first of all, my next one doesn't really necessarily involve that one anyway, so it doesn't matter. Winning car is odd. That is what I'm going to pick. This is at plus so, money. Real, real quick, Colleague did tweet out uh, a picture of the cars three hours ago, and the number 10 car does have Chastain's name on it. So oh. I guess they've made the decision, which can you blame them as bad as AJ's been having it lately to, to change that. So I'll uh, see. We've only had one. The one. Well, it's going to change one of your bets for sure coming up. Uh, spoiler: Rod had AJ to win, so you might want to see if you can find a longer shot that you like. I'll uh, let me find a different matchup I like, since the uh, host of our over AJ will no longer be uh, be accepted. Well, yeah, that's only going to be that's only going to affect mine, and I'll find a longer shot later. But I'll get back to mine. Winning car is odd uh, at plus one hundred. This one's a fantastic bet because, uh, again, it avoids the 10 car altogether, then who cares? Uh, but it gives you Sam Mayer, winner of last week's race, right? It gives you Justin Allgaier, who, I mean, I'll talk about him a little bit later. It gives you Brandon Jones, the other junior motorsports car. It gives you the number 11 car who could accidentally pop into a win. Uh, it gives you Ty Gibbs, right? It gives you Austin Hill. It gives you, oh, yeah, Brett Moffat. Let's go. Uh, no, but, I mean, again, it gives you all of those guys uh, and, and those are the guys that I think are the strongest ones. And of course, uh, when you look at, uh, at the odds, as far as who's favorited to win, uh, most of those names pop up there as the favorites to win. So you're going to get all of the favorites to win at pretty much even money. So kind of doesn't matter which one of those ends up winning, uh, right? Cause it gives you, uh, Justin Allgaier, who's at plus 550. Austin Hill is at plus 750. Um, those are already two of the uh, cards. Ty Gibbs is the 19. He's the favorite at plus 400. Uh, Sam Mayer is actually 20 to 1 to win this, and I don't think that's going to happen. But uh, Brandon Jones, again, 20 to 1. Uh, yeah, so it gives you all of those guys uh, at a good price. Plus, like I said, it covers your bases if any of them win, and it's pretty much even money for that at plus 100. So give me the winning car to be odd on Caesars. Cody, did you amend your pick? I have amended my pick, um, and yeah, I, I like the uh, I, I do like the odd thing. Confirmation from Bob here too. He posted well five hours ago. He posted the qualifying order, and it still lists AJ Allmendinger, um, which is the, that's the official sheet that actually comes from NASCAR. So someone had asked, he's, he was confused because he saw Ross will be in the ten, and Bob said they did change these after the or they changed after these were posted. So it is Ross Chastain in the ten car this week. So. Scratch the Carson Hosovar over AJ Allmendinger bet 
Although technically I've already won that since AJ is not going to be <laughs> host of ours. So I'm going to take credit for that. Anyways, if you get host of our over uh, Ross Chastain, I would still take that. Mm-hmm. Chastain's not done super great in this 10 car. He's doing okay, but I, I still would like the host of our over that. So if that pops up later, I would still back that. But I went over to our friends at Superbook. I found Austin Hill over Josh Berry plus money rod plus 110 this was definitely not available when i was looking earlier because i would have taken this for sure so i mean it's austin hill mr automatic against josh berry who lately hasn't been able to to really put it together look back at pocono and what happened there even though he had a fast car that's about as much of an explanation as you need to get plus money for austin hill mr consistent to beat josh berry plus 110 over on superbook I will uh, change my official pick to that. That's a good one. Uh, and as we speak, all of the Almondinger bets are off of the books now. So um, as you can tell, when we researched earlier, uh, it was still up. Now it is officially down. So we are officially pulling any AJ Almondinger bets, which is fine. I I, I was... Seen, they have not updated Ross as far as... Uh, no, they haven't put Ross up Adding him there. to the outrights. No. So who knows where he'll be, but... I, I don't think Ross Chastain's going to win this race, so I don't think oh, it really not even. matters. I, and I can't even make a case for That's what I'm saying. Like I, I was going to make a small case for AJ, given that he did suck so much last week. He is in full FU mode, and I mean, you know, I don't know. I just I felt like because he's <laughs> so won much track, in FU mode, he said, F you, I'm not driving this race. Or Colleague was like, F you, we're not driving this race because you're going to go sit in timeout. Oh, after now we're going to have him focus on the Cup Series. I know, okay. I know, well... <laughs> When they're at the same track, you you (laughs) kind of missed the boat there, guys. Uh, Yeah. Uh, All right, fine. Well, we will give out some winners, uh, but we are going to introduce you to a show that we love on this network. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues. And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including... The injury report. Studs and duds. Waiver wire targets. And suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J. Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an Old Fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over, give us a listen, come for the football, stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once, going twice. Sold. Proving that podcasting is still a living, breathing thing, no matter when you record it or how you listen to it. Uh, Again, this is breaking news as we record, which, you know, this is what happens when you do it on a a middle of the day, but I'm okay with it. I thought it made for some compelling podcasting. Yeah, exactly. Force us to change on the fly, make, make some different picks, make some different bets. So I like it. All right, Rod, you ready for some winners? I, I think so, unless something else changes in between now and then. <laughs> <laughs> well, talking about gifts that the books are kind enough to give us, why is Ty Gibbs plus 450 to win this race, Rod? Usually we see cup guys dip down in these top-tier rides. They're plus 150, plus 200 plus 450 for Ty Gibbs over on DraftKings Sportsbook. This is an absolute hammer for me. John Hunter is about plus 500. He's the one who scares me the most. Of course, we know he's going to have the speed to compete with and could beat Ty uh, straight up. But last year in the Cup Series, third career start, Ty Gibbs finished in 10th place. 
He won the Xfinity Series race that weekend, led 54 laps. He has made five Xfinity Series starts this season and surprisingly has not won any of them, Rod. Um, he did lead 52 laps at Charlotte. I think he had a pit road penalty, fought all the way back, ends up finishing in fifth place. He led 28 laps at Nashville before he got in a wreck. The other three races were road courses and a super speedway at Atlanta. So kind of got to throw those out a little bit. But JGR cars are fast each and every week, especially on ovals, especially on big ovals like this. Again, the fastest track that these series come to all throughout the entire season. This track is faster than Daytona. It's faster than Talladega because it's big. It's got the banking and it doesn't have the tapered spacer that works as a restrictor plate. So Ty Gibbs plus 450 way too good to pass up on. I think we see the young man back in victory lane this weekend, and I absolutely love that. So give me Ty Gibbs plus 450 just in case something happens and, and Ty Gibbs doesn't get it done, right? You got these insurance plays. Carson Hosovar, 15 to 1 over on Barstool Sportsbook, Rod. I talked about him a little bit earlier in the show. Unfortunately, that bet's now voided because it was against A.J. Allmendinger, but Carson Hosovar has been on fire lately tearing it up in the truck series all the rumors are swirling where is he gonna go he is a michigan kid coming home to race at michigan this is his first time ever on this big track in michigan the truck series does not race here he is pumped up for this one he's got that different mindset he's going to be careful he's going to get that car to the end have himself in position again you think jrm is going to be fast enough to win this which we think that they can be right this is basically the fifth jrm car I trust him more than Sam Mayer. At this point, I trust him more than Josh Berry. I trust him more than Brandon Jones, even. Uh, and Justin Allgaier obviously is is you know going to be fast as well. But but Carson Hosovar can definitely get this done at fifteen to one. I think these are great odds. That's over on Barstool Sportsbook. And Rod, my surprise, why I keep going back to this guy, I will never know, but I can't help it. Brandon Jones, twenty to one over on Superbook. This is his type of track. He is just good on this kind of track. The last three seasons, fourth place, second place, sixth place. Yes, I know those were in Gibbs Toyotas, but these JRM Chevys are very fast as well. He's got three. Uh, what What do you think his average finish over the last three races is, Rod? Because Brandon see. Jones has had an absolutely horrible season. It's yeah. been horrid. It's been one to forget. But over the last three races, where do you think he's been finishing? I'm going to say seven. That's it's, it's a little bit worse than seven, but it's been inside the top 11 the last three races. Seventh at Pocono, ninth at Charlotte, 11th last week at Road America. Things are, it's, it's, it's grim still, but looking up a little bit, right? But you go back and you look at uh, Charlotte earlier this season, finished ninth place there. So, uh, and seventh at Pocono, again, another intermediate. They've shown some speed, some ability to get to the end. Brandon Jones is a very good driver, and if he can just find his way to the end and not get caught up in the trouble, he's got the opportunity to, to be in this one. At 20-1, to 1, I think there's value here. I think he could be the long-shot surprise winner of the week. So give me Brandon Jones, 20-1. to 1. I was going to put that one as a long shot, so I'm glad that you put that one out there uh, as, as yours because uh, I definitely think Brandon Jones could surprise you. But the one JRM car, and, and look, at, I, since I had to switch, like I said, I was going to make a case for AJ. Uh, he was at 12 to 1, which I thought was uh, a kind of a, a, at least a tempting price for somebody who's won on this track already as an Xfinity driver. But Justin Allgaier 
is at plus 550. What? Five and a half to one to win this race. Now, listen, I know he doesn't have an actual win on this track uh, yet in his career, but he's come damn close, and you can't come any closer to a win than a second-place finish last season where he led 17 laps, came in second to Ty Gibbs. Uh, the year before that, he led nine laps, came in sixth place. The year before that, fifth place, ninth place. So four straight top 10 finishes. Five out of his last six have been top 10s here. Seven top 10s out of 11. Now, again, those aren't wins, but if he can run that close to the front, he can definitely finish and seal the deal at some point. Um, his season has been completely up and down, as we talked about lately, but uh, he does have one win, and that is at Charlotte. He did have that third-place finish in Fontana earlier this year. The potential is there. We know Justin Allgaier is fast. We know he was fast last week. Nothing says that nothing gives the big middle finger to the rest of the field more than coming back and winning a race after you got wrecked out of a win the 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 week before. So um, I like Justin Allgaier's price at plus five fifty. I will definitely take that. And then let's go ahead and since my other long shot was gone. Let's take uh, Sam Mayer to win this and go back-to-back -back for Sam Mayer because he's at 20-1 to 1 over on Superbook after having won last week. Now, it's difficult to win back-to-back -back races. I get it. But three of the last five races for Sam Mayer have all been top five finishes. Fifth at, in Atlanta, second at Pocono. He won at Elkhart Lake, right? He busted through for a win. We all know that that was a long time coming for Sam Mayer. Well, okay, long time. Kid's barely out of diapers. But that's been a long time coming because they've been touting him as being so good for so long, right, that it's time. It's time for him to win. The only thing that he's got to overcome in this, well, other than the bad finishes he's had so far this season, is the bad finishes he's had at Michigan in general. He's made two starts on this track. Both of them have been 33rd place finishes. His average finish, 33. <laughs> So, I mean, that's not easy. That's not hard math to do. Uh, so he's got to get over that. But, again, uh, when you look back at, at what he's done this season, he finished second in California, right? Kid came out swinging over there in Fontana. Uh, he didn't lead any laps, which means that he found his way from 22nd to second uh, all the way up there. So he was a fast car that day. They built him a very, very fast number one Chevy. Uh, and I think they're going to do that again for him at Michigan. If we think all JRM cars are going to be fast, he's one of them. At 20 to 1, just like Brandon Jones, I'll take a swing at Sam Mayer, who just won last race, to come back and do it again. Yeah, got that monkey off his back. We've seen these guys before. Once you get that first win, you get that, you finally get it done, and things can take off quickly. Uh, so I, I don't think it's a bad pick at all. I concur. Uh, all right, well. That'll do it, even though we had to switch up and give you about 15 different picks on the fly. That's all right. Uh, let's go ahead and get your pen and paper out and recap the bets for this Cabo Wobble. And may I say, there's not a sponsor that I can get behind more in NASCAR than Cabo Wabo. I love me, love me some alcohol. So Cabo Wabo, uh, that's good. Sammy, Sammy Hagar, right, of uh, Van Halen, Van Hagar. That's his, yep. his concoctions. So good on you, NASCAR, for backing such a fine fine spirit uh are you uh, are you under contract not to say anything good about Cabo Wabo is that uh you know we don't we don't really sell anything that competes with Cabo Wabo so okay. I can't say I've had it uh but I do like the name 
Sammy Hagar's great. So, uh, oh yeah, I'll give it a thumbs up. Okay. I'm actually, maybe I'll go buy some. So that way you're drinking, what are you, you're drinking, we're drinking Bush. If Kevin Harvick does something good, right? No, we're not. No. Bush is disgusting. I bought a one. I bought a, a one dollar Bush uh, light at yeah. our and ballpark. Spent about one dollar more than it's worth. <laughs> That's for damn sure. But I'll definitely buy some Cabo Wabo tequila. Maybe enjoy some while I watch this race. All right, get out your pen and paper and your shot glass as we go over today's bets. Uh, Cody started you out with Carson Osovar over. Oh wait, hang on. Uh, he gave you now Austin Hill over Josh Berry plus one ten over on Superbook. I gave you Justin Allgaier as a top three car at plus 160 on Caesars. Cody said that John Hunchanimacek was going to be a top three car at plus 125 over on Caesars. I said that Austin Hill was going to finish inside the top five at plus 115. Also on Caesars, Cody Cody gave you Austin Hill as a top five car as well at uh, plus 115. I said Carson Hosevar was going to finish better than Chandler Smith, minus 110 over on Superbook. Cody gave you Justin Allgaier as the top Chevy at plus 300 on Caesars. I said Josh Berry would finish better than Cole Custer at minus 130 over on Superbook. Cody followed it up with winning car number over 16 and a half, minus 115. I said the winning car, if it's over 16 and a half, fine. It'll be odd at plus 100. Uh, and then Cody gave you Ty Gibbs at four and a half to one on DraftKings to win. Carson Hosevar at 15 to one on Barstool. And Brandon Jones at 20 to one on Superbook to win this race. I said Justin Allgaier at five and a half to one on Caesars. And because AJ Allmendinger was taken out, I changed it to Sam Mayer at 22-1 to win the Cabo Wabo 250 from the Michigan International Speedway in Brooklyn, Michigan. Cody, these betting shows, I love them to death, but I just want to hurry up and watch the race. I know as soon as we're done, it's like, okay, we got the bets and can we watch it now? Like I, I know we have to get this out and let people be able to have time to listen and place their bets, but I'm ready for the race right now. Let's go. Let's get it underway. I'm telling you, uh, we don't have long to wait to SRX, which by the way, shout out to our guy, uh, or gal. Yes. I think it's a, I think it's a guy, uh, Sansa Minch. Uh, and if I'm pronouncing your name wrong, I know you listen. I apologize. Go ahead and give us the, the right, uh, the right in one, but, uh, at Bob Balahalbla. Oh, Bob blah, blah. <laughs> this is me reading folks. Uh, yes. Bob blah, blah. On Twitter. Why pre-read when you might get it done the first time? <laughs> this is what I'm saying right now. We've already proven to you how fluid of a podcast this is. But anyways, shout out to Bob Blah Blah, right? Sansa Minch uh, on Twitter. Uh, I'm sorry, on X, who gave us uh, a great stat that uh, if we had not already bet on... Um, on uh, uh, yes, that's it. Uh, to, to win the SRX, uh, he owns it. Johnny Benson owns... Um, the Bristol are the <laughs> Bristol Berlin Berlin track that yes. SRX is going to be. Well, on. and so what's crazy about this too, and, and like you pointed out, like Johnny Benson is still forty to one over on Caesars, but on some other books he's like plus six fifty. So very interesting how it's different like that. So I think yeah, you add, let's add thank you to you, blah blah blah, whatever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we're going to add that as an official play. Johnny Benson Jr., 40 to 1. Berlin is his home track. He owns the place. Obviously, filling in uh, in, in lieu of Paul Tracy being suspended. Um, but I think at 40 to 1, it's worth throwing a, a sprinkle on there for a long shot. 
Yeah, I mean, again, if if that's the kind of insider knowledge that our listener base has, then we're going to roll with it. So yeah, we'll put it. We'll put a little right. bit down we'll, on that. We'll take your word for it. We're not even going to do any more research into it. Nope, nope. It's on you, buddy. Now, now, if this doesn't hit, it's on you. You know what yeah, we feel we'll, like. We'll blame you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, thanks everyone who stuck around. We are going to close the book on the Cabo Wabo two fifty. As far as the betting is concerned, we'll just get to watching the race uh, on Saturday. So. Cody, as we wrap things up, any closing thoughts? And, of course, let everybody know where they can find you on social media. Yeah, excited for this one. Should be another good race. Xfinity Series delivers almost every week. Intermediates have been delivering this year. Going to be a good one. I'm excited. Um, and, yeah, follow me on X at Husker underscore Z. You can find all my work over there. Got a preview out for or a short article out for the Hall of Fame game. Check that out. Get in on the under early. Uh, and a few other plays over there. bunch of other NFL stuff out and coming out soon. You can find all that over there. The IndyCar Gambling Podcast is back this week, Rod. Check that out. It'll drop in this feed too, but over on the F1 Gambling Podcast, we're going to record that later today. Odds out nice and early. They're at the streets of Nashville this week. Going to be a lot of fun, so I'm excited for that. And, uh, yeah, just, uh, man, fun week. Got more shows coming up. I'm excited. Love it. Can't wait for some more racing. Can't wait to cash some more bets, Rod. I'm having so much fun doing this. Let's go. Let's go. I'm on X at RJ Via Gomez. Link in the bottom. Everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it is in between me and the back road, we're going to be talking some Michigan uh, over there with Seth and Elliot as well. Check out my Fast Money show over on For Frequency's Sake. And, of course, just uh, follow along over there uh, while you're on X as well. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow, like Cody said, with uh, some... What would have got uh, some DFS action going on and then a bonus episode to kill off the show. Make sure you check out this feed as the F1 Gambling Podcast becomes an Indie Gambling Podcast once again this week. So we'll have some fun. We'll see you tomorrow. Until then, let's go racing and let it ride. Let's go.